Here's the snap back. Here's the kick. He's got the leg into it. If it is good, and it is! Austin Stars! A 49-yard field goal! And Indiana leads 27 to 24! Austin Indorak wants to throw it. Rolling out of the pocket to a strong hand. Delivers deep down the field. Welcome to the Michael was right about pretty much everything show. Uh, and two thirds of us don't want to be here. So let's get this over with. This is the OEO podcast. I'm your host, Michael Bragg. You can find me on Twitter at Braggley, B-R-A-G-G-L-E-Y. I'm here with my co-host, Brandon. You can find him on Twitter at Brandon Dubich. That's Brandon spelled traditionally Dubich, D-U-B-I-C-H, along with producer Seth, who is usually about half here. Right now, he's about an eighth here as he's watching his Bears get destroyed by L.A. And uh, you can find him on Twitter. That's at Seta5, S-E-T-A-H-5. What's up, Brando? You know, you're addicted to the game when you're podcasting uh, after an Idaho game. Uh, but, you know, let's do this thing. Yeah. You know what you're addicted to the game is when you wake up and you're hoarse from the Idaho game. From, from cheering? <laughs> from cheering. Like, so, I don't but, even remember, remember cheering that much. That As always, I mean, not, you know, compliments to Seth. He did a great job again, but the IU football social media is fantastic. They sent out some awesome, like in-game crowd clips. Like um, I wasn't there, but I, I felt like I was there between you and, and IU social media. It was, it was a pretty nice touch. This is going to sound super dumb. Like, I don't know what, what other word to use for that, but I'm going to say like, you couldn't tell what it was like through TV based on the clips that I could see the C and the stuff that was on social media. Like, Oh, you're going to be like one of those concert guys. Like you got to hear him. Yeah, like you got to, you, you got to hear him. You, you had to be there. Um, so the only thing I can compare it to as far as like atmosphere goes, and is this is just for Idaho. So the, uh, the Cincinnati game is going to be absolutely bonkers. B A N N. Um, Anna, Anna is Ohio state Anna. 2019 or 2017. I saw that the the attendance comparison. Really, I did not see that, but yeah, that's yeah, exactly yeah. what it felt like. One of the a million parody. I don't know if it was Martha the Mop Lady or or who it was. It was one of those parody ones that put 2019 Ohio State was like forty thousand three hundred and seventy, and this one was like forty thousand nine hundred one. Yeah, forty one thousand. So this one had more than the 2019 Ohio State game. Yeah, like so, officially. Yeah, so it was. Um, it was nuts. So it was, I took uh, another Purdue guy with me, just a good buddy of mine that he isn't like Boosh. too crazy. Yeah, that's who it was. And uh, he wanted to go. He didn't have anything else to do, like whatever, tagged along. He was taking pictures of the student section and sending them to his soon to be wife, who is an IU grad, and just being like, This is incredible. Like, what is this? Like, there's a, the full overflow section was, was full. And that section that's never full above the band, totally yeah. full last night. Yeah, I did see a pretty funny TikTok. I don't have TikTok. I had people over today to watch the games and showed me this TikTok uh, of somebody interviewing girls during tailgates, asking who we were playing. 
and not a single one got nobody got had right. any idea I'm did you sure. have you did you see this no no I it was pretty funny it. it was it was pretty funny some of the teams we should no, nobody it. knew who you were playing but i'm glad the students showed up i don't care if they don't know who we're playing yeah, they, they, they did they were their loud part. they were very loud like it's already been sent out i did text i think i texted the leo group i was like legit on the verge of like tears yesterday when they were coming like as they came out yeah the place went just nuts like you could not hear the promo like the hype video you couldn't hear any of it like they were going crazy and then you could see the door shaking for them to come out and when they came out every single one of them was like incredibly hyped like in nothing we we've, we've been going for how many years now yeah and it's been nothing like that so really excited to see what they what how next weekend looks and hopefully we can turn that one into a w so uh let's get into this game real quick oh never look ahead one opponent at a time blah 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 blinders splash whatever your coach says so obviously yeah so final score of the game idaho 14 iu 56 um brandon didn't think they would score more than three points which they probably shouldn't have but we'll talk about that here in just a little bit uh let's talk about what went right um i've got three things but they're kind of two things i don't know do you want to start uh yeah i'll start uh what went right avoid the uh catastrophe right like get out florida state catastrophe from last night dude i was loving that as you know i have tons of florida state friends yeah that that was amazing uh but yeah absolutely avoid the catastrophe uh which is exactly what went what, what happened and then um, you know, I'm a huge basketball fan, uh, and sometimes shooters just need to see one go down Yeah, and we needed this one in the worst kind of way, mm-hmm. right? Like if we were to play Cincinnati yesterday, I, I would have been so scared and probably so negative. Uh, but we saw what we saw one go down. We saw multiple go down there, there. There were many reasons to celebrate. So I think that the two things going into this game is you had to check both those boxes and in my mind, check and check. Yeah. So that was that's kind of fitting in with the first one I've got. I've got I wrote pretty much everything went right. And we'll talk about what went wrong here in just a little bit, but pretty much everything went right. I thought Pinnock so comfortable for the first time this year. Uh, was it perfect? No, but he looked comfortable. He wasn't running for his life every three seconds. Like he had two two touchdowns. He threw the ball 16 times. I told I think I'm pretty sure on the preview I said I don't think they'll throw the ball more than 20 times. As I'm a bummed team. we didn't see three quarterbacks. I know Seth wanted yeah. to see three quarterbacks. Yeah, I wanted, I to, wanted see to see three quarterbacks. But didn't the G last name quarterback get in? Oh, did Grant Gamel Grimel yeah. get in? Yeah. Noblesville, baby. He didn't it's register a stat. That's okay. I was I watching them. I was watching the Michigan game at that point. I should have rewatched the game, but I like I had to stay relatively sober to drive home yesterday. So I didn't need to rewatch anything. <laughs> um so, yeah, so you looked good. Two touchdowns through the air, one on the ground. Um, two really good passes for both of the touchdowns. And two really good catches. So um, my next one is special teams had themselves a day yesterday. Two blocked punts, one punt return, which I called. You but did. With the, wrong, the wrong player, though. I, I called the wrong player. I'd had no, I, I, I've been calling for DJ Matthews to return punts anyway. And what do you know? So uh, two special teams. I mean, they listen to the podcast. You know that. Obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Power of the podcast. So two special teams touchdowns. First time since uh, 1969. So nice. nice. Uh, And 
Uh, your boy six for six on extra points and our backup two for two on extra points. So eight for eight for the kickers. Uh, what do you got? Anything else? That's it for me. See, I've got one more and, and this is a big one, I guess. And I wish it would like, maybe it'll turn into something next week, but depth got a lot of run and that's what we needed. Which is that's, important. Yes. We talked about that in the beginning of the season. We talked yeah. about it on the preview pod for this. Yeah. Penix out early third quarter, I think. Yep. Um, so that's good. No injuries there. It looked like we skated away from this one pretty well. Injury free from what I could tell. Um, everybody looked pretty sharp and we'll talk about our stock up, stock down. Um, and then we can talk about anybody else in that honorable mention section there too. Um, I thought we looked pretty good. Now, granted, take this with what you want. And Seth said this like maybe three or four times during the game is like, it is Idaho. So it's a, F- it's just a really S- good. Yeah. But again, FCS, Florida state lost their FCS team last night. So um, it can happen. That's all I'm going to say. All right. Uh, what went wrong? There wasn't a lot. So I'll let you, I'll let you go first and I'll kind of pick from questionable play calling. Um, okay. Okay. Like, I don't want to call it a slow start. Cause it was actually a fast start, but like kind of ugly offense, like it worked, but like with this, would that work against other teams? I don't know. We, we basically out athlete did them. Yeah. Yeah. They were we had more we had superior athleticism and it worked is a yeah. better way of putting there that. You go. I'm not sure if it's an even playing field, if some of that scheming worked. Um, so I'm, I'm not going to say a specific player, but I'm not letting Nick Sheridan off the hook for scoring 56 points here because they did it in a way that wasn't necessarily X's and O's. It was more Jimmy's and Joe's basically 21 points off of special teams, two blocked punts, and a kick return. The second block, well, the second block punt set up a very short field. I want to say maybe 50, inside the 15, somewhere in there. Um, I put the defense was a little slippery there right before halftime and right after halftime. No idea what they were doing. So um, it just seemed like, and well, and I actually I'm going to get into somebody a little bit on stock down, but. It just seemed almost like they wanted to sit back in a prevent defense and just be like, well, this is over now that we're up 35, nothing, which essentially the game is, is wrapped at that point, but just come on, just don't do that. We've never done that in the past. Don't do it now. So, um, that's it for me. Uh, let's get to the stocks, man. I'll let yeah. you go. Stock stonks. Stonks. Up. We were wondering, you know, we talked a lot in the off season, you know, outside of, uh, Fry Fogel, and uh, Matthews and Buckley. We um, we were wondering who the secondary receivers were going to step up. And holy cow, did did Swinton look impressive? Um, he 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 showed up big in the Penn State game, but then kind of faded away. So we knew it was there. Uh, but again, this is a very senior-laden wide receiver group. So there's definitely going to be question marks going into that room next year. I was glad to see Swinton kind of put on a show. Yeah. Every time he touched the ball, it it was it was impressive. He looks really good. He looks really good. Um, and it was nice to see uh, AJ Barner get some more run today to, or yesterday too. I knew so, you'd take him because I well, I didn't take him. Oh, you did because I I, I I go here's another told you so because I I know you and I knew you were gonna come in here saying I told you so and a bunch of things because you nailed it. <laughs> um, but again, remember when I was I was downplaying AJ Barner? I thought. Yeah injury riddled and and he didn't hear a lot about him and 
man, I mean, that play he made was incredibly impressive. He's, he's big and athletic. He's 6'6". Yeah. Six, six. He's huge. 6'6", six, six, 245. He's a big dude. And he's, yeah. yeah, and he's got a little bit of speed it, and it showed. So um, my stock up, since you took my first one, is Stephen Carr. And I'll tell you why. The offensive line struggled still. I, well, struggled is tough. But they didn't open enough holes that you should be opening against Idaho. Yep. Kid averaged five yards, over five yards a carry. First over, first game over 100 in an IU uniform. I think it's his second ever in his career, which is weird. But uh, he showed some good burst, uh, some good cuts outside. He made some some plays where he was hitting the backfield good. Um, as they say, some yak there. So um, big up on Stephen Carr there. I think he's going to be really important this season. So hopefully we can find so some he, sort so of way I, to open a hole for him. I have this slightly as my stock down. I'm jumping ahead a little bit. But who's our number two back? Like, I think Stephen Carr is absolutely the dude, and he is going to be getting a lot of volume. But, like, I think we saw a reason why the walk-ons were getting because not Baldwin, not Holland, like – any the any scholarship running back has not impressed whose name isn't Stephen Carr. Yeah. So, um, not not enough for me to say stock down, but certainly a question. Yeah. So here's what my thinking is, and I meant to talk to, about this um, when you were talking about Nick Sheridan and some of the play calling. I heard this a lot on the post game show on the way home, it, and it makes sense. We were so vanilla yesterday offensive play calls there was i don't think that crazy. was because of idaho i think that's just nick sheridan no honestly. that's 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 because we're not going to do anything that we're not going to show cincinnati anything oh man i don't know about that nothing i think i disagree uh, i think we're fine i really do think we're fine and i think tim baldwin's fine maybe he's shaking something off man because that doesn't make any sense you don't start you're not the number one running back going into fall camp and then you fall off that much i think he's shaking something off. or they really like those kids Childers and uh, point because no, I I think it's because one hasn't emerged. I think it's I think Timmy's fine. David Ellis looked looked pretty explosive on some of the stuff, some of his moves. He didn't really get a lot of of run. He got two carries, but um, watching him move out of the backfield, he's going to be a player. So um, we'll see. We'll see how it shakes out. Two games in, Stephen Carr clearly the number one back. Twenty two carries, one hundred eighteen yards, uh, and a touchdown. So it's nice to see him get into the end zone. Uh, Irvin Poindexter punched one in as well. So we'll see. We'll see what they do moving forward now that we're, we're going to get into the meat. So, yeah. All right. Um, stonks down. Stonks. No. Stock up on defense. Ooh, stock up on defense. Now, this is absolutely a result of talent. But holy cow, does Taiwan Mullen jump off the page? Mm, um, we're going to fight about this one. I, I don't know. I mean, I. I thought he played well. I thought him and Micah both played well. I think they probably took their foot off the gas a little bit there. Um, but I thought Micah played mad, and I thought Taiwan Mullen jumped off. Uh, just, again, you could tell he is at a different level than basically any 99% of the players on the field. Gotcha. So I would say yes. I As far as popping, he pops, if you look at the stats. Nine tackles, but that's it. Dude, zero passes defended, zero passes defended. He didn't blitz at all, which is, you know, not his call necessarily, but he was getting worked, dude, by 
an FCS wide receiver. What's his name? Hayden Hayden Hatton. Hatton. Yeah. And it, I don't know what that, maybe that's game plan. Maybe that's, Hey, just stay off. Don't do anything crazy. Uh, He's actually, I'll just jump ahead a little bit. He's actually my only pick for stock down on defense. Um, I love him. You know, I love, I got a shirt. I'm not wearing it, but I wore it last time. I got a shirt. I love the kid. Now that stock down means, bro, your stock's got to be up for it to come down. It can't be all the way down and go any further. So he's got, his expectations are out of this world. So if he does anything but hit those expectations, at least for me, his stock's down a little bit. So again, as I said, it could have been scheme, could have been an off night. I don't know. His mom was there. His mom was right next to us the whole game. So maybe he was a little nervous mom in the crowd. I don't know. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I didn't like it. He gave up 10. I don't know if it was all him either, but 10 catches, 94 yards and two touchdowns. So. I saw him all over the field making plays, not missing tackles. No, he didn't dudes. Miss, no, 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 no. He didn't miss any tackles. I'll give you that. But he's not necessarily out there just to make those tackles. You know, you defend those balls like you used to. Or like really look at look at how good he was against Iowa. Look at how good all the corners were against Iowa. None of those receivers were involved in anything. I think they had five catches by wide receivers. And then this dude's out here catching 10 balls by himself. So you got to blame it on somebody. I don't know. Maybe again, maybe it's scheme play off a little bit. Don't do anything crazy. Don't get hurt. Don't do any of this nuts stuff. So I don't know. That's my only stock down though for him. And I, I mean, it's, you're, you know. you're, you're not going to call the defensive line specifically CO and DMAC who no. for some reason can't blow up guards and centers at the FCS level. No, So, so I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I, I, I told you this was a weakness from the very beginning. I think in one of our pods that, well, Weston Kramer looks fine. He looks like fine. A, a Northern Illinois dude's coming yeah. in and making plays who we brushed off. Like we got to call a spade a spade. We like do. we were talking all off season about mm-hmm. the interior line and we didn't talk about Weston Kramer a single freaking time. No, um, I can't get know. everything right. Just you're 99% so, of it. You're so humble. <laughs> um, so the fact that Weston Kramer is doing things and these two aren't, that's my stock down on defenses okay. Okay. is, is the guys who have been there before who, you know, t- are always in the uh, hype videos. Like how about you stop wasting time in the hype videos, jumping around and you make a play on the field. Yeah. I'm just looking at their stats here. CO one tackle. CJ person, one tackle. DeMarcus Elliott, nothing. He had one pass def- deflection. That's it. So one, somebody forced a fumble. I don't know. that ESPN's not real great at showing that stat, but somebody got around the edge and forced that fumble. Um, but either way, I totally agree with you on that for sure. I just, again, perspective, I didn't think Taiwan had a great game for his expectations. But let's jump back forward, stock up real quick, and I'll just knock mine out. On defense, I had Michael McFadden down as my second one. I assumed you were going to go Cam Jones because that Cam Jones to me popped. That dude yeah. was flying all over the field. He looked sharp, fast, dynamic. Five tackles, one sack, and a TFL. Uh, McFadden, almost the exact same yep. uh, stat line. Three tackles, one sack, two TFLs for him. So, again, both of them looked real fast, real quick. No messing around. They were getting past blocks. They, they still didn't good, look like so. the NFL player that Tywin Mullen did. 
I'm not gonna let it go. NFL so tackler. Just, he didn't look like an NFL tackler. Or he looked like an NFL tackler. Did not look like an NFL corner last night. But that's fine. That's fine. Um, all right, stock down offense. That's the only thing we have left. Man, I'm assuming we're going to have the same thing. You mentioned it a little bit ago. I mean, there's no holes. I mean, again, Stephen Carr's out here doing man's work, Mm -hmm. right? And we can't move the freaking FCS linemen. I mean, it's concerning, Mike. It's concerning. Now, I I would did the very first thing my brother said as they walked out. They ran out on the field. Now, we sit opposite side of the field from where they run out. Very right. first thing he says is when they run out, dude, they look big. Like they're they're all big, thick dudes. So again, they're they're O lines my stock down too. That's the only thing you can pick on offense. What else are you gonna pick? Unless again, you could pick Nick Sheridan, I guess, but no number um, two back. Maybe. I mean, then you're then you're just you know, you're fine tooth combing at that you're, point. You're, you're you're picking nets. Yeah. So, Seth, do you have something to say? Yeah, uh, Haggard got the start at left tackle. I thought he looked Thank really good on the first God, drive. Yes. And then he looked like dog doo-doo on a couple other plays. Did he? Um, but I think you guys have to be a little bit stock up if he's going to be your starting left tackle from here on out. If, if they don't put Bedford there, you can't put Jones there. You just can't. Jones is getting just worked on the left side. He looked fine on the right side. Had Bedford next to him playing guard, I think which was weird. I'll take it. I'll take a really good offensive lineman playing interior on the right side. That's fine. But again, you're not creating big enough holes against an inferior opponent. So uh, two sacks allowed as well. And and four uh, tackles for loss The two sacks against Penix. Neither one of them were strong sacks. So I guess that's fine. They were more maybe coverage sacks. The first one was more of a coverage sack than it was anything else. What are you making that face for? All right. Yeah. Now he flips. Now he's, he's waving me away. Cause he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. So um, the, the first one definitely was a coverage sack. Like he was stuck in the pocket, had nowhere to go. Couldn't, yeah, no open receivers. At least that he could get rid Does of. It still look too. like he's laboring to throw a little bit, Michael. I didn't notice it. I thought he looked really comfortable outside. There were some that was unnecessarily back foot. Um, yeah. some unnecessarily jittery. What was his stat line? He was pretty good stat line yesterday. Stat Eleven line, to sixteen. I, Seth, Seth's point, like there were times where ooh, he didn't need to do that. Yeah, um, I'll have to go back and I'll have to go back and rewatch the game. Um, yeah, eleven to sixteen. Just but take they Seth were and short. I's word for it. Seth no, and I, I watched. I'm gonna go back and watch it. I gotta go just, back and watch. Just it. take our advice for it. <laughs> I'll defend myself later. Okay. All right. So that ends the stock portion of the podcast, and that moves us right into Promo talking about Monon Track Club. So super quick word from the Monon Track Club. MTC is Indiana's running brand built on a deep love for the sport in the Hoosier State. They craft products, tell stories, and create experiences that aim to celebrate, support, and the Indiana's running culture. Check out the link in the show notes for more details on their club runs and to shop their sick gear from shirts to hoodies and koozies. Look. As a What's that? Just yeah, on. I don't know what that was. Did you choke or something? You were so I you like, sick. I said sick. You went you went to their website and you were like, oh my god, those are so sick, and you just couldn't get the words out. So I'm I got sharing it. my fine. screen. You can you can see what I'm. I doing. can see it. Uh, as a thank you to our listeners, they're offering ten percent off your order 
Use promo code LEO10 at checkout and hit the MTC owner and IU alum Garrett where it really hurts. Where's that? His wallet. discount savings. Yes. Get it. 10%. Now, back to the show. Now it's time to revisit our predictions. This time it's a little bit more uh, enjoyable than it was last week. We'll start with Seth. Seth had a W with a 44 score of 44 to 15. Yes. I felt Close. pretty good about that. Close, but no cigar. You get second place. Brandon comes in with a eh, 33 to three score. I was wrong on defense and offense. Yes. We were better on offense and worse on defense. <laughs> <laughs> and he <laughs> takes <laughs> last place. And I am the winner because I am right about everything except for last week and most of everything about last week. Hey, I was pretty spot on in the Iowa game. You were closer. Yes. I picked 49 to 10. So very close, a touchdown away from the uh, home team score and four points away from the away team score. So yay me, the crowd goes wild. So I don't know if they're cheering for me or if they're cheering for Brando's Randos, buddy. What you got? Yeah, so I don't have I don't have much here. Um, but two two questions that are kind of pertaining to the same thing. Neither one of us played any sports beyond high school, but you know we, you know we 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 were significant players on our, our high school teams. And I play softball every Thursday. I'm an athlete. Do you and did you enjoy these games as 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 a player? Like you know when I played in three oh, A, so them. when we would play two A or one A teams, I'm not gonna lie, I love playing these games. Me too. Like, I love boosting my stats uh, in in games like this. So um, I'm just curious what you guys thought. And then I kind of have a fun little, not fun, but like an interesting little 9-11 tie-in with that. Mm. That was... Wait, hold on. <laughs> Maybe not the right fun, word. Not the right word. Yeah, fun is definitely not, not a tie-in. But again, I mean, it's, it's something I always think of. I'll just go ahead and say it now. Okay. So I was in uh, seventh grade when, when it happened. Um, and we were supposed to play... Or maybe I was in eighth grade. It was seventh or eighth grade. But I know we were playing Knox, who was like terrible at football. And like, we always beat them by like 50, 60 points and our teachers aren't telling us anything. Right. So they cancel the game. And I am so mad because I'm like, I'm about to rack up a bazillion touchdowns. Like this sucks. I want to play. Why isn't anyone telling us why the Knox game was canceled? And it ended up being that. Um, but, you know, I'll always remember 9-11 for many reasons. But one, we were playing the Idaho version of Northern Indiana football. Oh, hey, there you go. Yeah, I super enjoyed it every time. Um, that's that you're shaking your head. No, you don't, you don't like playing the, the, the shitty team that you guys no. beat up no, on. No, I, I didn't like it. My favorite part was when you'd get to sub out and then you'd get to watch like the second and third stringers play <laughs> and cheer them on. That was always fun because it built camaraderie and you get to giggle and you know, slap butts on the sideline. But aside yeah. from that, yeah, it, it felt kind of bad sometimes when we'd go and play like you know the why Gary, I think Gary I think Seth and... was on the bad team. I think that's probably why he didn't like it. I think he was the one getting worked. Check oh, well. the stats. And yeah, check the stats. Let me look it up. Let me go get like a an encyclopedia. We lost to Tom Allen's Ben Davis. Ben Davis, team Davis baby. I wasn't a main player. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, I was one of the scrubs who would come in. When we were blowing teams out. That was great. <laughs> and then, so my second part of that is it's interesting because I love these games as a player, but. I hate these games as fans. Um, I'm not going to mention a certain reporter that I really like was saying that like big 10 shouldn't schedule tough games. The big 10 should only schedule FCS and lower teams. And I was like, 
man, like I'm happy. IU, Ohio State, you know, Penn State, Michigan plays high high profile games, unlike the SEC does. I respect it. I like it. Um, you know, say what you will about, you know, just get stacking wins or you can make to the playoff. Um, but as a player, loved it. As a fan, hate it. Like I obviously do an IU football cast. I care a lot about it. It was this game was hard to get uh invested in. So the only reason I really went and like, well, I'm, I'm a diehard first off, but then second, it was a night game, home opener, wanted to be there for that. But was it enjoyable to, I mean, it was so easy when you go up 30, like the punt return was super cool to see the blocked punt happened right in front of us. Like that stuff was fun to see, but I don't, I, I totally agree with you real quick about the schedule thing. I can't remember if we talked about it on here or not, or maybe Seth and I talked about it off off air. The last 15 national championships, listen to this. My national champions, Florida, LSU, Florida, Alabama, Auburn, Alabama, Alabama, uh, Florida State, Ohio State, Alabama, Clemson, Alabama, Clemson, LSU, Alabama. So 11 out of 15 from the SEC. The SEC played eight conference games, and the SEC allow for FCS opponents to be scheduled. That's all I'm going to say. You skipped yeah. UCF. It's, it's not. <laughs> it's certainly not fair. Sorry, 2018 UCF. My bad. They also probably scheduled an FCS opponent and play in the same crappy conference that Cincinnati plays in. So they're moving to the Big 12. <laughs> is that official? Not official, but it's, you know. Yeah. The wheels are in motion. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, let's get the Seth sack. Let's do it. All right. Producer podcast, uh, producer Seth podcast sack. Here we go. All right. Uh, I fell asleep before the AJ Barner touchdown. I, I warned everybody it was happening. It happened. Oh, that was, that was what that gift was where you were falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, that it was tough, man. That was a tough. If I wasn't driving home, I guess I could have done that part, but the only reason I know G last name quarterback played is that's when I woke up. I was like, Wait, that's not DMAC? That I, th- I thought we guessed three quarterbacks, but we guessed the wrong third quarterback. I think we were hoping for McCauley, but all right. Here's my other one. All right. I got a I got a hot take on Michael Penix here. Still, still not sold on him, guys. He looked okay. good to start, had some bounce, but on the occasions where pressure came, he looked shook. He didn't trust his pocket and he seems afraid to run. His ability to make plays outside the pocket with his arm and legs made him special. So if he feels more like a pocket passer now, and if that's where he is, uh, I think Jack Tuttle is the better pocket passer long-term. Uh, the good news is the season is young and you would hope that his confidence continues to grow. He'll tr- start to trust his legs and his eyes more. Um, but uh, you're really hoping that there's no better time for a breakout bounce back game than against the best ranked, highest ranked team from Ohio next week. Hey. I'm I'm not going to go as far as you just went there, but I think a lot of it's valid. And I'm going to bring up a comparison that makes sense in my head, but so I'm, and I'm curious if you're with me. It seems like he's laboring to throw. It almost looks like an older, like what we saw at Philip Rivers last year with the Colts. Like yeah, it was it almost say Byron looked- Leftwich. Byron Leftwich is a good one. That's just the way he threw. Yeah. But like, it looks like he's shot putting the ball 
instead of like following his mechanics. And I think that's because he's not setting. He's not giving himself time. He's, he's just not throwing the ball the way he was. Like, it just seems different. Yeah, I feel like is- he zoomed a couple in there yesterday. I do feel like he was hitting whenever he had. But again, only when he had that perfect space, that perfect pocket in front of him where he had enough time to move up. And now again, guys, we're, we're it was November. So we're 10 months removed from. A, his second torn ACL on the same knee. So I can see where maybe there's a little bit of a mental block. He's got to get over, but man, buddy, you got to get over that pretty quick. And so, those touchdowns he threw, like you said, were fantastic balls, well-placed, yeah. well-caught. I mean, the good was good. Yeah, he'll do it. I'm telling you guys, he'll be back. Just give him some more time. And I think this Saturday is like a perfect a perfect spot for him to go against a really good a defense and yeah. and at home. So we'll see how and, that goes. And so it kind of works right into the final statements here. Did you see what that Iowa defense did to Iowa state? Dude, I was like, good. like I thought Penix looked bad. Brock Purdy looked, I think worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because Penix had he got some, pulled. He got yeah, benched. He did get pulled. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, that Iowa defense is real, real. Dude, yesterday um, was nuts. Yesterday was crazy. I was really upset that the Rockets couldn't hold on. Toledo, but, I know. Yeah, another name, whatever. Uh, but yeah, no, I think I think we got, we need to put Iowa behind us because that team is really really good. And Iowa looks or not Iowa, Cincinnati looks extremely beatable. Um, they took they took a while to uh, get going against Murray State. I know Michael didn't want me to say it, uh, but they did. So um, I think I Iowa it. looks I incredible. Since he looks beatable. Let's move forward and uh, get this season on track because, like Seth said um, earlier when we were doing the preview pod, just go one and one. Like, Michael, you and I were all about 2 and 0, 2 and 0, 2 and 0. Seth goes one and one's a win. Um, if you go one and one, your season's still on track. Oh, I would be, um, I would be elated. Like, I would be jumping for joy, as they used to say in elementary school, if we can go one and one out of this because we weren't saying my that. My God, did we underestimate. Iowa. Yes. Yes, we did. I look so now we did not underestimate that offense. I don't know what was the game. What was the score yesterday? 27-17. Petra still doesn't look great. No, he's not good. Goodson Goodson had like three yards of carry again. Again, not well, he's he's decent, but take away again, take away the one really big run. Then he's like 20 carries for like 50 yards against IU. Okay. Petra's terrible. And then, you know, whatever, again, two pick sixes, that's, that's done. You're done. It's over. You're not winning that game. Two pick sixes on the road. You're done. So it doesn't matter. I'm not going to say we, we even really had a chance to win that game for really from the start, but again, you can't shoot yourself in the foot. I said it in the game. Like shot the 90 in the kids foot said three jump times. street. So I missed it. I talked right over it. It's all right. This, this podcast is off the rails. It's fine. Okay, my quick final statement. Well, that was yours, right? That was mine. Okay, so good, confident per- performance yesterday all around. Defense looked really good outside of two drives. Um, didn't show much for Cincinnati to prep. And the crowd, God, Brandon, like you're going you're gonna be floored, dude, on Saturday. Make sure you're down there early, like super early. I know I'm, you're bringing a little dude with you or no? <sighs> TBD. It's going to – It's do not take 37. Absolutely not. No. Shut 
totally shut down in March. You go, you go west to go south. In Has this to. Instance. So we're leaving at like six o'clock in the morning. <laughs> like it took us, it felt like it took us three hours to get down. It was an hour and a half, but it felt like three hours. Um, crowd was incredible. Tailgate scene was really good. Uh, either way, summed up in a, a few words. I cannot wait for Saturday. But we still have one more podcast until then. We will talk to you guys on Thursday, preview the Cincinnati game. Until then, uh, be sure to check out the pod on Facebook. It's facebook.com backslash podcast LEO and on Twitter at podcast LEO. And during the games, make sure you check out the Twitter feed again. Seth uh, killed it. And it's another thing where like you're in a stadium. I couldn't really check it, but I checked it on the way out. Awesome stuff from Seth during the game. Live tweeting the whole time. So check that out. Uh, until then, we will talk to you in a couple days. Elio. 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 He said it. Elio. Awesome day. Elio. Thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate that. Elio. All right. Great. Elio. Appreciate you guys. Elio. You're welcome, Dave. Have a great day. Elio. Have a great day. Elio. Appreciate you being here with us. Have an awesome day. And Elio. Oh, thank you so much. Elio. Well, thanks so much. Elio. Hey, thanks so much, Mike. Appreciate that. Elio. Appreciate you guys, man. Have an awesome day. Elio. Awesome. Elio. Elio.